If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the sports betting network, and we've got a treat for you. John McClain, one of the best to do it, SportsRadio610.com, senior columnist at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And as we say hi to John, John, for an audience that may not know, can you let them know how many Super Bowls you've covered and how long you worked at the Chronicle? Oh, gosh, guys. Uh, I worked at the Houston Chronicle 47 years. I covered the NFL 45 years. I, rec- I retired two years ago from the Chronicle so I could, number one, get my pension. Number two, I can do endorsements for my radio station. Newspapers don't allow that. And I'd had to turn down uh, quite a few through the years because I've been doing local radio here since 1976. So right now, I write five columns a week. I do six appearances on the Texans flagship. And one of the things I love doing, I do three Utopia football podcasts, and then I do local TV and Mattress Mac, you know, our foremost veteran at U.S. He and I do a video once a week that we put on our social media sites about what's going on in sports. And then I do weekly shows in Nashville, Knoxville, Las Vegas, Houston, Waco, Austin, and San Antonio. Thanks for asking. <laughs> By the way, my columns, my columns that I write on SportsRadio610.com, as Mattress Max says, when he, you buy furniture during the day, you deliver it tonight. It's free, free, free. No paywall. SportsRadio610.com, John McClain. Uh, let me start. You've free, covered free, a lot free. of special. <laughs> Free, 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 90 free. You've covered a lot of special athletes in your 47 plus years in Houston. Help us understand CJ Stroud. Um, I've covered Warren Moon when he was a rookie from Canada in 84. And Warren, of course, went on to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Covered Steve McNair two years when he was a third overall pick in 95. And, uh, and recovered some covered some veterans. David Carr was first overall pick for the Texans in 02, but he washed out. But Deshaun Watson, when they when the GM at that time traded up to the tenth spot to get him, we didn't have any idea he was going to be as good as he was so fast. And in 2020, he had a great season. The team was terrible it's the last time he played worth a darn because of all his off the field issues and the sitting out of season and then the trade. But um, but um, we knew during the season Watson was special, and we knew early in the season Stroud was special. I was asked on my show here today, would I say that Stroud is better than Watson? I said, no, 
because Watson had a great rookie year until he blew out his knee, and then Watson did it for multiple years. He beat Buffalo in the playoffs there. And uh, so Stroud is, you know, he's just, he, he's hoping to have two more games at least. But if it comes to an end at Baltimore, which, of course, it should, uh, he will have had a great rookie year that lasted longer than Deshaun Watson. And now he's going to keep getting better to be the best quarterback. Now, if they were to win this game and upset the Ravens, then I think it would automatically catapult him into the best rookie quarterback in franchise history because he would have gone where nobody else has. If the Texans were to upset the Ravens, it would be the first time that Houston's had a team in the AFC Championship game since the Love You Blue Oilers after the 1979 season. Wow, impressive run that Stroud has put together. John, for people that may not be from the area, from Conroe down to League City, tell us what the atmosphere has been like and the support for this team. I know the Astros have been great, but it seems like in the press conferences there's a concerted effort from D'Amico, Ryan, C.J. Stroud, and other players. They acknowledge the fan base almost more so than any other team I've ever seen. Well, first of all, we were football town forever. And then when the Texans got bad and they brought in Bill O'Brien, even though they won, People didn't like Bill. It wasn't where the fans were celebrating and really buying the team like they are now. And then the Astros, with seven consecutive appearances in the American League Championship Series and two World Series wins and, and another two losses, they've taken over the city. But right now, because the Astros haven't done squatting in the offseason, and uh, the Texans, it feels like it's, it's the the worm is turning. It's 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 turning into a football city again. And the reason that D'Amico Ryan's acknowledges the fans when he was here as a player, they got more support than they have this year because people are hard sell. They want to make sure it's you know you can come back to this organization. They're not going to let them down again. They act like they're the lions. The Astro, I mean, the Texans beat Buffalo in the wild card game in January 220. So it's not like they've been starved for years. They just had enough controversy and bad people in the organization where it feels like it's been 30 years. So people embraced D'Amico because they loved him as a player. He was a team leader. The media respects him. Everything coming out of that organization now has been positive, not just because of winning. It started to happen in, during the season when people – Okay, so this is what Nick Casario had in mind when he was total, total, told to totally rebuild the team and when he made trades to get Will Anderson Jr. right after uh, C.J. Stroud, and that's worked out great. And then, of course, Ryan's has been better than we anybody could have imagined in his first year. First-year head coach, first-year quarterback, first-year offensive coordinator and play caller. It's very unusual. Are we nervous about losing Bobby Slowick? You mentioned the first-year play caller, the offensive coordinator. He is interviewing, John, with other teams. Oh, yeah. Tennessee and Washington have reached out, and they have general managers that worked with him for six years in San Francisco. And Seattle's reached out. I think four teams have reached out so far. And here they knew they were going to lose him once they started winning. But they're hoping that Bobby Slowick will do like D'Amico Ryans, Ben Johnson, Kevin O'Connell, get interviews after their first year as the hot coordinator and say, you know what, I need a second year in that position before I step out into the head coaching world. So we're hoping that Bobby Slowick does that because he saw how well it worked out for D'Amico Ryans. But what they don't want him doing is going into the AFC South and having to go up against him. But they've groomed a guy, Gerard Johnson, former quarterback, who they hired. He's also a first-year quarterback coach, and he's done a great job with Stroud. Case Keenum, their third quarterback, has done a great job working with Stroud, mentoring him. So I'm assuming if they lose Slowick, they'll just elevate Johnson. Like Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, you better have a bunch of good personnel people and a bunch of good position coaches ready to be elevated because the best organizations get ready. John, when you guys played Baltimore in week one, they gave up five sacks. This is a completely different offensive line than what we saw earlier in the year because of injuries and other things. Tell people where they're at at this point from an offensive standpoint, not just Stroud, but the emergence of Nico Collins. Schultz has had a good year minus the drop last weekend. Uh, Singletary's come on and really done a great job as well. 
they started 0-2, and, and then they went 11-5. and And in that first game against Baltimore, there's going to be six different starters. The Texans' offensive line was still in very good, although it coming off its best game by far. Dominated Cleveland. Laramie Tunsil had a great game. Totally dominated Miles Garrett. Garrett, it's like he didn't even show up. And um, they've used four left tackles, four left guards, five centers, one right guard, and four right tackles going back to training camp from the starters. And so they finally seem to have adjusted to the backup guys who've been forced to play at center, left guard, and right tackle. And uh, so they, they've been better. Not really good at run blocking. They're 6-1 and one when the team rushes for 100 yards. 3-0 and oh when Devin Singletary rushes for 100 yards. But they struggle to rush for 100 yards because they're just not a good run blocking team because they've struggled to adapt to Bobby Sloak's zone running scheme, which was the exact opposite of what they did. They're on their fifth line coach in five years. And Chris Strasser, and you guys know that kind of instability up front can't do anything but have a negative effect on the offense. John, we just have about a minute left. So Baltimore is going to be a nine, nine and a half point favorite. Let me ask you this way. Can the Houston Texans win straight up in Baltimore? Well, sure, they could win. C.J. Stroud's capable of doing anything. I thought they'd get beat by Cleveland. They got their brains beat in by Cleveland three weeks ago on Christmas Eve, and then they came out and did the same to the Browns. They're a different team than the first game, but so were the Browns. That was Todd Monken's first game as offensive coordinator. Everybody asked me who I'm picking here. I say Ravens 27-20, to 20, and they said, well, good. You picked the Browns to win, too. That means the Texans are going to win. <laughs> Hey, you can read John McLean at sportsradio610.com. How much does it cost, John? Doesn't cost a thing. It's free, free, free. Free, free, free. And follow John on Twitter, at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John, you're the best. Thank you very much. Guys, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, – that's an institution. Well, I, Dustin, you know that. Amal, you know that from it, being around the sport long enough. He co- he covered sports for the Houston Chronicle for 47 years. Uh, and I think, I don't know if he ever missed a Super Bowl. I, I Like, if you polled, from my perspective, sports radio producers from around the country, and you said, who is the most professional, who is the best on air, and who is just, like, the easiest to deal with, but all-encompassing, great overall radio guest, I'm willing to bet if you polled a 1,000 radio producers, John McClain would be in the top two. Everyone books him. He's great and professional to all of them, and he always gives you something great on the air. That's well. That is if you shared your num- the number with other producers, because sometimes you like to keep them to yourself. Correct? Well, I don't want other I'm, people to have John on. I'm just playing, Dustin. Is very benevolent with his Rolodex, and he's benevolent with the sound. When we come back, wait till you hear what Lane Johnson had to say about Nick Sirianni and big head coaching news. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we talk about becoming a VEASAN Pro. Well, it's never cheaper than right now. $9.99 for an introductory offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get the daily best bets, access to the betting splits, upcoming big game betting guides. It's all there for $9.99. And I think it's a good opportunity to take a time, uh, just a second, to let you know uh, the new and improved paint job over at VEASAN.com. You can go check out the new website. It's pretty awesome. And something like this, this is a big overtaking. It takes a lot of work, a lot of work behind the scenes so everybody that put the heart sweat and toil into getting vsin.com up 2.0 congratulations and as far as a viewer or a user of vsin.com i can just only tell you this as far as sports betting information it's going to be an experience like none other so make sure you go to vsin.com bookmark it and trust me uh you're going to love it. It's just going to be a tremendous interactive website with everything there. And to make it easy, because all the links will be there every single morning, go to vsin.com slash newsletter and sign up for the vsin daily. It's absolutely free. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. I'm not shilling. I just know this. I know how much work goes into doing something like that from a technical perspective. And I know how... Like this one, we've got a lot of impressive people working with us here now, and I know how excited they are about rolling out this new website. So go, go give it a, a look, right, yeah. Dustin Sweetelson? I think it looks great. It looks really good on the phone as well. Uh, I think that's the key to the whole thing is everything that you were doing before, watching shows, listening to shows, you can now do it on your on uh, the browser instead of the app. It's just going to make life a lot easier for a lot of people. Beauty. Plus, if it's not up to speed, people won't continue to visit. So I think it's, you know, worth a look. I think they'll find it to be very educational and informative. I do. I totally agree. I I got a couple things I want to throw at you. I want to circle back because it is the story of the day, and that's Nick Sirianni. We have some great Lane Johnson audio. There's just a couple of things. One, Jason Kelsey. Did you guys notice what I noticed? When he hugged his offensive line coach, he told him on the field he was retiring, and the offensive line coach was like, he was in shock, but you could tell that he was relaying the information there. And then the cameras followed Kelsey as he was walking out of the pirate ship, and he was obviously crying and greeting the fans. Um, it's hard to get, if we're being completely honest, it's hard to get a lather worked up about a center as a football fan. But he is such, he's on, on kind of that next level as far as how great he was. He's a surefire Hall of Famer that even as a center, even with the tush push, and sometimes when they pulled him out in some blocking schemes, you could just tell what a freak athlete he was. Now he's gained popularity because of the podcast he does with his brother and his brother's association with Taylor Swift. But for a center to distinguish himself, uh, it's pretty impressive. What's really impressive is this is a guy who's been a six-time All-Pro, and six of those All-Pro appearances came in the last seven years of his career. 
I mean, to be able to play that well at that high of a level and continuously, again, this year he's voted All-Pro. He's going to retire, and he's going to be five years in, and he's going to be into Canton. I mean, think about that. They're probably, the Kelsey brothers will probably end up being the first set of brothers into the Hall of Fame, uh, probably before Eli Manning and potentially uh, Sterling Sharp. So what a career he's had, wins a Super Bowl, has been to another one with the Eagles. I mean, he's had a fantastic career there. And you know what I, I noticed is um, his wife came down in the stands at the end of the game when he was walking off the field, and I think it might have been his father as well there. So didn't really surprise me. I think they knew there was this thought process. I think he was ready to walk away. I'd also add the uh, what added to his lore was the Super Bowl speech at the parade where he's hammered, dressed as like whatever the yeah. magnificent he was. <laughs> that was awesome. Also, if you haven't watched the documentary on Amazon about him and his family, like uh, I think it's worth a watch. Because, I mean, a few weeks ago, Patrick, I asked you on the phone one time, I was like, what are your feelings on Jason Kelsey and, and like, both Kelseys and their vibe? Because I admit it, I'm a lemming at times. I will fall in love with, like, these people who put themselves out there. But, like, it, fe it felt like to me he's a very genuine, genuine. just natural yeah. guy. And you confirmed it, and it made me feel better about being like, this is a different dude. He's going to walk straight into TV and he's going to be awesome yeah. because he's going to do it a little bit differently than we're used to. He's not going to be stuck up and boring. He's going to say stuff. I think he's going to have a lot of fun on TV when he decides to make that uh, that move. Uh, to, like every time the Kelsey Brothers podcast pops up in a clip and I hit it, I'm like, could these dudes be more likable? Like, and there's a contrast between the two of them, too, where it just it plays perfectly. They have such they're from Ohio. They're, they have a very Midwestern vibe about them, specifically Jason Kelsey. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan, a big fan. Both so different, too. I, I, right. I like that because, like, I don't know. I think most families have that with siblings where they're the same but different. I think they're the same but different, like, at their core. They're very much the same because same family, same values and all that. But their personalities are different. What they do is different. The older brother, younger brother relationship is great to watch. But for Kelsey, like alone, I, I think there's something so pure about him that he, he's just very easy to like. Super likable. That's a good way of putting it. But elsewhere, boys, NFL news. Obviously, that coaching cycle continues to turn. Pete Carmichael Jr., who was the longest tenured offensive coordinator in the NFL, he's not going to return to the Saints in 2024, so Coach Dennis Allen announced that Tuesday. I mean, something to take away from that. We didn't think Allen was going to be fired, but I think we're surprised he isn't fired. But Allen is going to keep his job with the Saints and going to be an overhaul there on the staff. I don't want to say this too loud. It's, it's whispers. Whispers John Gruden is a name being thrown around for offensive coordinator. Oh, is that the case? I hadn't that heard was that. a rumor making the rounds because of apparently Gruden and Carr like each other. I thought they didn't like each other at the end. Uh, I'm a little confused about it. I know they were neighbors at one point, but uh, that was a rumor that was floated by someone in the last like seven to ten days. I'll tell you what's more shocking to me. Forget Pete Carmichael being given the exit. That doesn't come as a surprise. The fact that Dennis Allen wasn't escorted off the premises I mean, with him. It's, that's one, it's one of the great mysteries we've ever seen with a coach having a job is Dennis Allen getting a second chance. It's wild. And then having an opportunity to move on because you missed the playoffs, despite having what looks like the most balanced team in that division, I don't know how he is still there with who's available right I, now. I'm putting you both on the spot, but because it's a round number in terms of games he's coached, I just want you guys to take a shot. He's coached 70 games in his career. How many wins and losses do you think he has? What's 35% of 70? That's pretty yeah, he's coached 70 games. I don't know, has he won 25? You guys are good. He's right on it with 35. 24 and 46 right there. He's, he yeah, stinks. I mean, he, he 34%, 35, 34% right there. Yeah, I, it, you know, it's interesting because as we're talking about some of these coaches being hired, the New Orleans is an interesting ownership spot. Remember, these are like 32 entities that are made up. Of like, for example, the Ford family. The Ford family was always so loyal because William Clay Ford Sr., he was the owner. And he was just this nice guy. He never fired anybody. Wayne Fonts and on and on. He never let go of anybody. And then the new breed of Fords came in, and they've been a little bit more aggressive. That takes us to Atlanta with Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank is the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. You know, you've heard of Home Depot. And apparently, he's just been a long admirer of Bill Belichick. So you have to start connecting the dots. They're the, 
I think Arthur Blank may be 81, 82 yeah, years old yeah. and always had an affinity for Belichick. Yesterday, boys, Belichick interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons, or I believe it was Lombardi, uh, Michael Lombardi here on VEASAN that said that he interviewed the Falcons. Yeah. Are you now... Dustin, when you were on vacation, no, I'm just playing. When you were out last Friday, Amal and I were talking, and I was presenting it as though Belichick was going to get the Atlanta Falcons job. I still believe that. I just want to be clear. He hasn't been offered the job yet. Do you guys think he ends up in Atlanta? I do because you mentioned Arthur Blank's 81 years old. I don't think it's the ideal fit, but I, I think he winds up there. And by the way, by interviewing, did he come in and say, well, here's a copy of my resume. It's got six Super Bowl rings, second winning as coach of all time. Is there anything yeah, else? How do you interview Belichick? Yeah, you, you, just, like, you, you know what you do at 71? You go get a physical and see if his health's okay. <laughs> and then other than that, you kind of know what he's been up to. I, I mean, like, Arthur Blank. We see Blank, the cholesterol's under 200. You're good to go. I, I don't understand it. Arthur Blank is a long admirer of what Bill Belichick said. I'm a big admirer of the Pontiac Firebird, but they discontinued it in, like, 2004. Like, you can admire what people have done in the past and it not be the right decision for right now. It's our buddy Abe Gordon, who hosts and produces yes. in Atlanta, texted me this morning. He was working on his show. He said, hey, can you look at this and confirm I'm not crazy? He's like, these are the reasons I don't want Bill Belichick. And I was like, no, man, it's an insane hire. It makes no sense. You're going to have a defensive-minded head coach who is an egomaniac, who all he wants to do is do more with less, with a bunch of young, up-and-coming weapons and a kind of fun vibe to the skill on the defense and you're going to add him to the mix and his absolute misery overtaking your organization there is zero fun there's going to be zero winning the reason Fal the, the Falcons owner Arthur Blank admires him is because he beat him in the Super Bowl and he thinks it's going to put him over the top now there are so many better names available now and I'm a Belichick guy I love Belichick but you cannot in 2024 year of our Lord hire Bill Belichick to lead anything involving an NFL franchise Go ahead, Amal. No, I, I agree with Dustin what he said. I, I was laughing at his year, our year of our Lord. I hope Bill Belichick's family and extended family was not listening to no, that No, they're segment. all dead because he's old. <laughs> My goodness. Sirianni. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Peace in the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Hope you're doing well. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I was about to say starting a new week because having those that doubleheader yesterday kind of felt like it was a Sunday, right? I'm a little bit turned upside down with the way the scheduling is going, boys. Well, you know what? Listen, it's better to have a fewer number of days in the week than thinking we've got an extra day and that was Sunday. So at least we're in good shape that way today being Tuesday. Just Yeah, and quickly just wanted to – we've got a ton of news and notes to get to, so I just wanted to go to the board quickly and let you all know exactly where DraftKings opened the divisional round matchups and where they sit. It's always important. Remember, you can find our splits page over at vsin.com, but it's always important to be following the movement. Uh, so they open Houston-Baltimore 9.5 at DraftKings. Gives you an idea of what's happening as far as the splits. They're down to 9, so maybe a little love over at DraftKings as far as Houston's concerned. 9.5 down to 9 with Baltimore favored. Green Bay and San Francisco, they open 10. Same thing. 10 is a key number. It's not three or seven, but it's a key number, and they've come below that. Uh, not nine and a half. They did go nine and a half, but they've gone all the, excuse me, it's now nine and a half. So they went from 10 opener, DraftKings, San Francisco laying it down to nine and a half. And then on Sunday, you know, it, this one's interesting, boys, because most shops open six, six and a half, but DraftKings, I think they've got the true number. They open Detroit seven and they haven't budged. Now you look at other shops, they've got it six and a half. I think, again, if you're line shopping, I think that's going to close seven. There's going to be Lions love coming in. I don't even know if we see DraftKings come off the seven. So that's another one. And in Kansas City, Buffalo, just to give you an idea, Dustin, you said this is a very square side. Uh, they open Buffalo two. And it has been bet up to three. It just went to oh. three at DraftKings. All right, well, now, I feel that is that two and a half to three is the biggest move in NFL and college betting. So that's very important. Understand what I'm telling you. B Bills open two and already up the three at DraftKings. Well, that makes me feel better because I bet two and a half last night in anticipation, hoping it would get. It's going to gonna three. close three. 
Because to close to, three. I mean, look, it, it feels like to me, I don't know if it is the squares, but it feels like a, a square handicap of just the Bills have just looked so much better and in sync on offense than what we've seen from Kansas City. And I know Kansas City in the snow was able to do some things against Miami defense. That Miami defense and the Buffalo defense are not the same. I actually underestimated the Buffalo defense. But the fact remains, as long as they have those two guys in the back end, Poyer and Hyde, they can do a lot of things in front of them. Those two guys cover up a lot of warts on defense, like miss, missing Matt Milano, like uh, Teron Johnson getting hurt during the game. I just think that Buffalo defense is going to be able to limit KC, and the offense is going to find a way as long as Josh Allen's going to run the ball a little bit. Josh Allen's mobility, along with James Cook in the running game, it just makes it tough. Uh, you know, yesterday you had a couple of unknowns. I don't want to say unknown, but guys not expected to necessarily have big days. Dawson Knox being one of them. Uh, this team is dangerous, guys. Um, I think this number of two and a half is the right number, Patrick. I thought it was a little bit high at three. But I think uh, the Chiefs, excuse me, the Bills are in a great position laying this short number at home. This is a big game. And one other thing, look, I know Mahomes is a great player, best player in the NFL for the last half a dozen years. But, guys, this is the first time he's going to be tested in a different environment on the, on the road. Playoff games are way different than a regular season game, particularly from a crowd factor. <laughs> Buffalo knows they can get past this game. They can beat Baltimore or Houston. I will circle back on Friday. I'll we'll follow the number and the movement throughout the week here on Sharp Money. I actually I think this is going to close pretty much everywhere three. So let's monitor that, boys. Open two. I think the Bills will close three. I just haven't believed in the Chiefs, and I think you have to throw away what we saw on Saturday night. It was just such so anomalous as far as the weather. So again, we shall see. Uh, we had Randall on earlier, and just a note from College Hoops. So St. John's at Seton Hall. I think the number of all was a point and a half yeah. with St. John's laying it on the road. Uh, if this matters to you, Rick Pitino will not coach tonight due to COVID. So the school just announced that St. John's head coach Rick Pitino is not going to be coaching tonight. I don't know if that changes your handicap at all. Just wanted to throw it out there. No, I think it's a big part of it. I mean, Rick Pitino is the reason why this team's sitting at 12 and five. Seton Hall has done a nice job uh, under Shaheen Holloway, sitting at 12 and five as well. They're at home, and I think that's a huge factor. And so this he's is always been known as an in-game coach. Is the reason I bring it up, like his in-game adjustments. He's like Larry Brown in that respect. He. He really is one of the great coaches in the history of basketball, whether you want to go NBA, college, whatever the level is. I know he didn't have the same success in the NBA, but he really, truly is a great coach wherever he's been. Think about this. He took Kentucky to a national championship. He returns to the collegiate ranks, takes Louisville to a national title. Now he's got St. John's, who was barely getting anybody at Carneseca Arena. They're starting to play more games again in MSG. This team's 12-5. and five. They're going to be in the tournament. They're going to have an opportunity this year to get to the Sweet 16. I mean, he won the title with Louisville. Oh. Russ Diculus, yeah. Russ Smith, Peyton Siva was Gorgie Dang the yep. uh, center. Yeah. Like, that team was, was awesome that year. Russ Smith, you ever better met an uh, offensive player thought he was better than Russ uh, Smith thought he, he was? He was J.R. Smith. He was so much fun. He would he would do the most ridiculous things, and sometimes it was it would work, and sometimes it wouldn't. I love that guy. That was one of my favorite. Still, college I still players. have never watched, nor would I ever watch the Kevin Ware video. Oh, can't watch that. Was no, that was against never Duke, would, the never leg. will. Not yeah. my thing. I don't like that kind of thing. Don't, don't you love when Dust. people not involved in it go? Yeah, but it's it's better to break it like that than tear something. <laughs> not if you're the one it. who breaks it. Dustin, Louisville beat who in the finals that year? I covered it. I can't remember. Was it a mid-major or was it a, a no. legit? No, it's legit. Uh, give me a conference. Give me a conference. Big Ten. It. Big Ten. Was it Michigan you with covered Mitch, the game? Mitch, Michigan with Mitch McGarry? Michigan was right. Yeah, Mitch McGarry, Nick Stauskas, Glenn Robinson the third, and Trey Now he's going to flex a little bit. Now he's going to flex. I just went transitioning <laughs> to Michigan and Harbaugh, if you don't mind. I'm not uh, a college hoops guy. guy, but I know that uh, stuff. He, Harbaugh interviewed yesterday just uh, about seven miles down the road from me, me here, boys, with the Chargers. Now, I've been stating them all that he is going to leave Michigan. Now, whether yeah. or not it's the right situation, like what he's doing now, I don't know if you guys heard, but he is – also using the leverage of interest from the NFL to, if he doesn't leave Michigan, he's now leveraging that into the most a coach has ever been paid in college football. Michigan apparently wants him back and immunity from firing 
Because remember, there is not one. I believe there's two ongoing investigations. Because he's shady. Okay, I'm sorry. Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, but he is shady. And there are ongoing investigations. So what he's saying is, I might take the Chargers job. I might take the Cowboys job. But I might come back here. So pay me more and offer immunity from being fired. So that's where Harbaugh stands right now, boys. That's a huge uh, little piece into the equation, potentially, in Ann Arbor if he decides to return there. Um, but what's your guys' gut feeling? I, I think he's going to the NFL. I'm just not sure which job, but the Chargers with Justin Herbert at this point in time, from my perspective, is probably the most attractive one. Because when you look at the other openings, the quarterback situation is tenuous everywhere else. Go ahead, big guy. Yeah, I, I want him to stay at Michigan, but I just don't see how he does it. He won his national title. He can cross that off the bucket list. He always wanted a Super Bowl as well. Wants to go back and prove he was as good of a coach as we remember because he was forced out in San Francisco. When I look at where he's going to go, the only question is, does he want Justin Herbert or would he rather, you're going to think I'm insane, bring in his own guy, J.J. McCarthy, at another spot? <laughs> he, he, he's dumb. He's, he's not that choking. dumb. I'm I'm. I'm literally choking yeah but you know harbaugh he's delusional like he he is crazy but if there if if aliens came down and they were to watch jj mccarthy and watch justin herbert play they'd say oh jj mccarthy must live on another planet than this guy because this guy's that much better yeah but i I agree with you he is weird yeah that's fair i think i think the raiders at 12 to 1 at DraftKings right now that would be an interesting number for me because the raiders do want to make a splash as much as i'd love antonio pierce to keep that job if jim harbaugh is available and he can be you know an offensive minded head coach with what he brings to the table in his prep i think you have to bring in jim harbaugh uh, the Chargers feels too obvious, and I feel like if I was going to choose between Ben Johnson and Jim Harbaugh, I actually think I'm choosing Ben Johnson, and I think if the Chargers have a choice, they'll choose Ben Johnson as well. I, I disagree with you on choosing Ben Johnson over Harbaugh, only because Harbaugh is a proven coach in the National Football League. Ben Johnson's a great coordinator. Does that mean he's going to necessarily be a great coach? No, it's a fair question. I just I think what you get with Jim Harbaugh is a lot of weird stuff. And I think Justin Herbert's been through enough weird. Let's just get him someone who knows how to dial up the right playbook so he can finally reach the potential we're waiting for. What's weird about Harbaugh is as a quarterback at Michigan, the fan base connected to him. I just got a text from a friend yesterday. He said, is Harbaugh leaving? I said, my assumption is yes. He goes, it's weird. I've never really connected him, connected with him as the head coach at Michigan, like personally. It's odd how he's transformed into this kind of savant-like character. You know what I mean? I like, like, you can't get in there. You can't get in there. And it, it'll be one of those deals, though, that when he leaves and with what just went on as we get further and further away, I think that connection will be there and grow. Just as you look back on, like, how special it was because based on who's leaving Michigan in the draft this year, it's probably not happening again next season. What, but you know what? The problem is in college football, the fan bases are delusional. People in Columbus were happy when Urban left. I'm like, dude, the guy was 83-9. and nine. nine. I mean, like, come on. He never lost to Michigan. And I'm like, yeah, we're happy to see him go. The opposite of Harbaugh being weird, a very grounded, normal dude, and that is Mike Tomlin. If you missed it, he announced he is returning for another year with the Steelers. We'll get back into the Sirianni drama next here on Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, was Jason Kelly dressed up as Aladdin? Dustin, can you look up that picture for me? DraftKings, new customers. Promo code is Vegas. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to bet 5 bucks tonight on a game, and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Again, download the DraftKings app. New customers, promo code Vegas. Remember, everybody, every day, no sweat, same game parlay at DraftKings. The crown is yours. So we've been talking about Sirianni, and uh, like I looked up something on Sirianni, and immediately Jason Kelsey, who retired, his picture popped up from the parade. You guys, have you seen the picture? Was he dressed up as Aladdin? What it, is that? It, it's called a mummer, apparently, and it's some bejeweled thing. Uh... I called it something the Magnificent. I forgot what it was earlier. I, I don't know if that's right, but it's a mummer is what he was. And remember, that was the year, too, they had the dog masks. So he did a whole thing about how we're dogs and we're underdogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He was yeah, black yeah. out drunk. Well, he deserved it. Now he's going to be drunk headed to the Hall of Fame. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. So Dustin said during the break that uh, a guy in the business and a good friend of ours, Abe is his name. He's a producer down in Atlanta. Lincoln. He said he, he doesn't want Bill Belichick. And the rumor down in Atlanta is that Bill Belichick could be coming to the Falcons with Kirk Cousins. Remember, Cousins bet on himself, and then he got the contract. Guaranteed money, but he's up for a new contract. And then I'm looking, boys, and I want you guys to react to that if you think it would be a good fit. But then I'm looking, and again, you have to be careful on social media, but some of this is checkmarked. So I will say that there's a rumor floating around that if Minnesota loses Cousins, they may be interested in Russell Wilson. Oh. So just the I'm, – I'm just telling you what I'm <laughs> – just the, as the carousel continues, the only two things that matter as far as peaking interest are head coaches and quarterbacks, and there's a, a couple of stories for the two of you to marinate on. Well, I, I don't think the Russell Wilson one holds a lot of merit. I think when you look at it right now, there's only a handful of people. We mentioned Cousins and Baker being uh, – Baker Mayfield being free agents at the end of the season. Quarterbacks that could be moved on from Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, those are the two names that come to mind right away. Other than that, I think most of the quarterbacks that you see that are currently in place are going to remain in position. If they're not, they're probably not quarterbacks that you're looking to uh, enhance your team with. I would rather Jameis Winston than Russell Wilson. Like, it's not even close. Like, oh, Russell why? Wilson has nothing left. In, I'm the, sorry. The, he has nothing left. Problem and is, he's so weird and annoying. The problem with Jameis is he keeps both teams in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. He's, he's got a little of that gunslinger in him. He likes to take shots. But I, I, I think Russell – it's not that I would want Jameis Winston. It's just – when we're going to get down to Russell Wilson as an option, just save the money and get Jameis the, Winston. The okay, but let's go then more. Go ahead, go ahead, Amal. No, I was just going to say, I mean, look, Jameis, I don't know. You've got to have a guy that your team is going to be receptive towards. I think we've come so far the other way. Remember, Jameis Winston went through a lot. I'm not getting into the allegations at Florida State. 
But then there's been like this revival of his character that he's the best and he's crazy. I, I think he's a clown. I think what he pulled when he went one up over his coach True. in that week 18 thing, I think he's the weirdest dude ever, and he's not good at playing the position. So I'm going to move on from Winston, but let me go back to something that could potentially happen. There's a very good chance that Bill Belichick could be named the next head coach there with the Atlanta Falcons, and if he wanted Cousins, they could go out and pay for Cousins. Would you guys like that mix? I wouldn't mind it. I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than I've kind of categorized him for for a long time. He's done a nice job in Minnesota. You look at the success Justin Jefferson's had. Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the National Football League, or 1A, 1B, wherever you put him. But to me, I think Cousins is a good enough quarterback with the weapons they have. And you look at that division, that team could be 11-6, and 10-7. and seven. They're just far better off to me with a quarterback like Kirk Cousins than what they were with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. I think it's... Uh interesting because i'm a i am a big cousins guy i think he's actually like underrated at how consistent he has been yeah. at playing such a tough I position agree. also with coaching changes and coordinating changes and switching cities and teams and franchises and then switching again like i think the the consistency of kirk cousins has been insane um I also think it's interesting he came out recently and said he, the money isn't what drives him right now he wants to win because this is an offseason where he can make a lot of money. Because I think there's a lot of teams that, if he's available free agency this year, despite the injury he's coming off of, would look at him and go, he would put us over the top. Uh, obviously, you guys mentioned Atlanta. Makes a ton of sense. Pittsburgh makes a ton of sense. Dare he go back to the commanders? Fix a wrong? Make it right? Bring him back home to whoever takes over there? I think when you look around the league right now, there are a lot of teams that would add Kirk Cousins and think they're in the playoff mix day one. Those weapons on Atlanta, if he were to go there somehow, he would put up monster numbers. You could understand Belichick wanting a vet yeah. that, he, that is easily coachable, somebody that can just deliver the ball to those weapons. You could understand why the rumor persists. Now, Washington just got their GM. They don't have a head coach. Bobby Slowick is interviewing with the Seahawks. Ben Johnson on Friday is doing virtual interviews with the Commanders and the Carolina Panthers. So remember, these coaches in the postseason right now, they're doing virtual interviews. Uh, I have a question for the two of you. Does Mike Vrabel get a job in this cycle? Well, he, so I can Russia. tell you who. The Chargers are open. The Panthers are open. The Raiders are open. The Falcons are open. The Commanders are open. The Titans are open. We'll throw them out, obviously. And the Seahawks are open. Does Vrabel get a job? Because there was a lot of Vrabel love um, when he was let go. T tell me right now that there's one that's not open that I think they should consider Vrabel. Who's that? The Eagles. Well, no, it's it's valid. We're talking Sirianni. The, and based last on night, what, Sirianni, obviously. I, I, can't, I can't get it out of my head that in a playoff game, with them knowing that if they just get on a heater, anything could happen like last year and they could be back in the Super Bowl, that's how they came out in a big spot. I just think it's very telling about the leadership and where they're at with the leadership. I... I, I, looking at who's available, it's not just that. It's that combined with who you could potentially upgrade with at head coach. I would consider someone like Mike Vrabel because your team is not coming out in a big spot looking like that. To, to answer Patrick's question, I think the answer is no. I think you're going to see people looking at the Bobby Slowicks, the Ben Johnsons of the world. And I'll tell you what, Bobby Slowick just needs to say, hey, please put on the game tape from the performance we had on Saturday against that Browns defense. Well, then can I ask you both a question? There's six job openings that he could potentially yeah. fill. When Mike Vrabel was fired, it was a reaction like Bill Walsh had been let go by the 49ers. Like, Dustin, you were at the forefront. It was like Game of Thrones, that dude ripping out the sword with the everybody coming over the hill and John people Snow. looking to defend Vrabel. Why isn't Vrabel hired by one of these teams if he is so beloved and think, such a great coach? I'm just confounded. No, I, I think he will be, though. I, 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 I'm, I'm going, I, think, I think the Raiders, I think the Commanders, um, I think the, no, the Falcons, because of Arthur Smith ties, probably don't want anything. Um, the Chargers maybe, but I doubt that. I don't see Carolina happening. I think it's Washington or the Raiders. Those would be the two, or Philly opens up. I think there's four coaches that are going to be head coaches next year. Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. And then you're going to fill in a couple other ones. I think Antonio and then Pierce the, will be, That leaves the Titans and one other team. I think Antonio Pierce is back with the Raiders. 
and then it's possibly Philadelphia, and he's not going to want the Carolina job if he were offered it. So I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to get a head coaching job this I, cycle. Dude, I don't think anyone wants the Carolina job. I think they're about to – they're going to find out Frank Reich might have been the best they could do right Where's now. Where's David I Culley? disagree with that idea because I think it's crazy people say the owner's crazy. It's like it's still one of 32. Yeah, exactly. And you're, get, you're getting an owner after he's fired like three – in a, I guess, contentious manner where he's probably going to settle down a little bit and know that he needs some consistency. He's not a dumb person. No, you know? but, but I, I think I think the candidates who have options, that's their last option. I, I think the bigger question is, do you believe, and I just asked both of you very quickly, do you believe Bryce Young is the guy for that team? Because you got another three years of him at a well, minimum. I actually think it's, you, you actually get a bit of a mulligan as a head coach. Right? Because you come in, you go, I'm not sure if Bryce Young's the guy. And if you stink the first two years, but you integrate everything else you want everywhere else in the team, like you can say, guys, we got to walk away from Bryce Young. And then your clock resets when you draft that next quarterback. Hey, Fred Astaire. Uh, I'm sorry. Dustin Sweetelson, you danced around the Vrabel question. Where's he getting hired? I said Washington, the Raiders, or the Eagles. <laughs> The Raiders are hiring. You guys are in the city. You don't know the Raiders are hiring Pierce? Uh, you don't know that Mark Davis is still obsessed with Belichick, even though things went wrong with McDaniels. He can't get Belichick, so he's going to get the best version so wait, of Belichick going right now and Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's getting hired by three teams now. That's I, impressive. I, I think he's, he gonna get, he's so good, he's going to coach three different teams? I think he get, you Give me one many? team. The Eagles. That, that, now, now that leads me to my next question. Boys, when we do Sharp Money tomorrow, is Sirianni still employed by the Eagles? I'm going to go with no. I would say yes at the start of the show, maybe by the end of the show. And then I will say yes. So we've got a maybe, we've got a no, and we've got a yes. And I think that pretty much sums it up. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.